Like, these are not things to be ashamed of. And I think weak men and women who have given into certain lies have really made it hard, made it not not sound fun to be a woman um, for other young girls. And I think that's part of the reason why they um, are giving into these different things. And I think, you know, I can't speak on the men. I, I don't, I have my suspicions on the Leah Thomases of the world, but, um, you know, I, I really think that has a lot to do, especially with non-binary. Can't relate to cancel culture, hookup culture, or victim culture? Well, neither could we. We created this platform for those other girls. Girls like us who want to give a different perspective from a Christian and conservative worldview. We talk about life, relationships, work, pop culture, and true crime from a Christian conservative perspective. Let's be those other girls that don't just talk about culture, but change culture and bring back traditional values. views expressed on this podcast are our own and do not reflect our employers. Enjoy. Hello, everyone. You are listening to Those Are the Girls with Valley and Friends. I'm Mallory, and we, me, you, are changing culture and bringing back traditional values. Okay. Today is a solo mal episode. It's a tea cap. A lot has happened this week. I feel like I've been saying that a lot. Um, and it's probably because, I mean, so much is going on. As I'm recording this, I'm recording this the Thursday before this comes out. So June 23rd, 2022, we do not have a decision announced on um, Roe. By the time you hear this, we will know either the decision or what day the decision is going to come out. So the oh, there's only two days left, Monday and Friday. So I guess I should say Friday and Monday. So we will see. We will see. I do kind of think it is Friday. Um, that's just an inkling I have, but I guess we're going to see. Um, I don't know. I'm excited to hear it either way. I kind of am ready for them to stop playing around with us because every, so like Monday and Thursday of this week today, um, and then Monday and Wednesday of last week or something like that, or Tuesday and Thursday of this week. And then Monday and Wednesday of last week, I'm like by checking my phone every five seconds. Every time I get, I have the SCOTUS blog, um, Twitter notifications on. So every time it beeps at 10 o'clock, I'm like, what? Oh God. Because it's just like, ah, I really want to hear the decision. Uh, we know what the decision is, um, but it's still kind of nerve-wracking because really, um, because really it does feel as if it could change. I mean, we don't know. The world is crazy. We just literally do not know. So that's what's going on now. So many other things. Um also, I wanted to talk about really quick, the day I'm recording this is the one-year anniversary of Daniel Robinson going missing. And I don't know if you guys, this is 
I'm going to just talk about just a bunch of random stuff real quick. And then I'll get into the main stories. I don't know if you guys remember. It was this young black fella um, who went missing around when Gabby Petito went missing, which I guess was like a year ago. And um, his father was just trying to get traction on it, like how Gabby was. Obviously, he didn't get as much traction because, I mean, the whole the whole country was trying to figure out what was going on with Gabby. But I I think I, I followed, someone shared it, and then I followed his dad's, like, please help us find page. And I don't know why. I think about him, all, the kid, a lot. Um, a nice he seemed like a nice gentleman. Um, I'm going to read to you his description. I don't know if anybody will see this. That could even help. But I want to at least say um, he was last seen leaving a job site in Buckeye, Arizona, near Sun Valley Parkway on Cactus Road on June 23rd, 2021, around 9.15 a.m. And his blue-gray Jeep Renegade headed west toward the desert. He was reported missing the next day. Um, let's see. A federal law enforcement officer relayed to his father that he had seen him later that earlier that morning cleaning his Jeep. He said that Daniel seemed clear-headed. This is what the father said. Um, so, um, I don't know. I just, I think about that kid sometimes. And they do, like, grid searches. Um, I'll do, like, community searches because... The police aren't really helping, which, you know, it's such a tough situation because I will definitely do an episode on this. Um, you know, I have my opinions on what happened, but I think either way, families, they want to get closure. If he ran away, if it was foul play, if it was a mental illness situation, they want closure. And I don't think there's anything wrong with helping them get that closure because that's their loved one. Um, so. If I could, I totally would help if I went to Arizona and um, I had the time to do that. So if you live in Arizona, you should look into it because it's just sad. They also, I think they also have people searching like um, homeless shelters because sometimes like this has happened. Someone can go missing and then some maybe they get in a really bad uh, head, um, head injury. Because also, too, they found his Jeep and it was just in a weird position in a in a ditch we'll definitely do an episode on this um just because i i want to start doing episodes almost strictly on missing people to bring awareness to it i think that's that's one of the things that when i got into quote-unquote true crime that those are the most compelling stories to me those are the ones that i think are important because i mean i i just i feel so bad for people when your loved one is missing and any the most more exposure on a missing case the better i think where it gets tricky is when people start getting into serial killers and like oh what about this what about that and it's like "Mm, this isn't this is someone's life this isn't a movie um but i think missing the more exposure the better because you never know who knows something or who knows someone that knows something or i mean i'm sure there's been stories of people who saw something that was like they didn't think twice about it but then you know, something else happens, someone brings this up, and they're like, okay, maybe let me at least just tell somebody, and then something came of that. So it's just really important, I think, to just talk about missing people and share their names, their pictures, uh, things like that. So Daniel Robinson is his name. Uh, that was, it was a year ago today that I'm recording this. I saw, I follow the, the father on um, Twitter, too, and he posted about him. Like, oh, 
and he's trying so hard. I think that's the thing, too. It's so sad. He's trying really hard to find, to have his son back. And I don't blame him. I don't blame him one bit. Um, also, Safe House Projects, we're going to be doing the walk on July 30th. Uh, it's on our website. Check it out. Come walk with us. We do a lot of really good work, um, especially in Charlotte. And it's really important um, for us as a community to be cognizant of these things. It's really important. It's so important for us to want to help each other. You know, I say this all the time, the only way we're going to get forward in this crazy world is with life. If we work together, is with life, is with community. Life too, <laughs> is if we work together as a community. Um, let me think, what else did I need to mention? Oh, also to Patreon. We have Patreon now. We're going to be introducing three, yes, you heard that right, three new podcasts to those other girls media we're going to be introducing that soon um you're going to hear from me and other women christian conservative women talk about a variety of topics we're going to have fun we're going to have serious we're going to have like informative um and then we plan to do so much more documentaries eventually um would love to do like a radio drama. There's a lot of things we're going to have. Those are the girls media. Um, the new tagline is entertainment for those who cannot entertain themselves. Um, kind of like the help those who cannot help themselves. Entertainment for those who cannot entertain themselves. Okay. I find that funny. I thought that was a cool thing to say. So that's why I said it. Okay. Um, let me think anything else. Um, I hopefully, I don't know. I don't know if I want it to be Friday or Monday when the decision's out. Well, I will know whenever you guys hear this, you'll, we'll know if it's either Friday or Monday at that point, but I'm just praying for the safety. Let's seriously, everyone, let's pray for the safety of the justices, the safety of pregnancy resource centers as well, and the safety of our fellow pro-lifers. Um, let's pray that they are you know, people like myself, honestly, and others that I do activism with pray that we are safe. Um, I know that um, ideally the Saturday after is going to be events. Um, I know that Jane's Revenge is planning the Night of Rage. So let's just, and I can't believe we've gotten to this point. So let's just pray that um, our country can heal. And, and I think also too, it's just a lot of misinformation. People think that abortion's done and i probably said this every episode it's not completely over we're those of us who are pro-life we're still fighting we still have to fight those of you that are not pro-life you right now you still have your abortions it's not over it's not whenever this decision comes out it's not like you know everything's going to change that exact moment anywho trying to think anything else to bring up anything else new okay so without further ado let us get into some of the tea all right a lot of stories today let's get into them um this is from yahoo sports they report that f-i-n-a finna <laughs> i don't finna i guess that's what it's called um <laughs> votes to restrict transgender swimmers, including Leah Thomas, 
in elite swimming, I'm sorry, in elite women's sports. Swimming, swimming world's governing body, which is FINA, voted to restrict the participation of transgender athletes in women's events and will look into creating an open competition category and a membership vote on Sunday. FINA members voted 71.5% in favor of a policy that requires transgender swimmers to have completed their transition by age 12 to be able to compete. There are 152 national federations with voting rights. The vote applies to all events beginning on Monday. And as part of a 24-page policy, the part of the 24-page policy was a proposal for an open competition category. Okay, very interesting. Also, wonderful news. I'm reading this on um, the 50th anniversary of Title IX. So, yay. I, I still think it's bonkers that we even had Leah Thomas's in this, um, in this playing sports. I, I just, I still think it's crazy. I think we also have to remember that men and women are uniquely different, which is great. It is fine. It is one thing that's amazing. What a man has and can do is something different than what a woman has and can do. And when we work together, it just, it's, magical it's almost a complete picture in my opinion it's almost a complete picture and these are great things these are things that we should be happy about we should be praising yay we're not the same um but in this society and you know i've mentioned this before it reminds me of when we were talking i don't know who i had on as the um, co-host but we're talking about like i believe it was heaven gates how the cult leader had them shave their heads and wear like androgynous clothes because they wanted everybody to look the same and that's really what it reminds me of because when you see I mean right now on social media on your for you page and like or on the explore page they're really promoting heavy like transgender people um and it does start to non-binaries it does start to kind of like everybody kind of look the same and blend in together you can't really tell the difference between man and woman and that's I mean that's wrong like God created us separately on purpose and it's a great it's a beautiful thing it's not there's nothing wrong with it I think part of the problem is I think there's two two problems here number one women we have got to do better at like being happy and proud of our womanhood our femininity I think it's been hijacked because of feminism it's been hijacked because reality also too because weak men we're in charge for different things. Weak men, um, you know, weak men are the ones who assault women. Weak men are the ones who are addicted to porn. I'm sorry, that's that's weakness. Um, so these weak men and, you know, women who have given into feminism have really made, um, have really made it hard for I think especially young girls to be excited about being a woman and I'm working on it too even like and I've said this before even like with my period instead of going I'm on my period I am on my period right now I need a tampon I need a pad I need a cup from Garnu um instead of doing like being so like oh hush hush like oh god no this is an important 
um, bodily function, if I was not getting my period, that would be a huge red flag. Something is off in my body. It is nothing to be ashamed of. It's nothing to be embarrassed about being pregnant. There's nothing to be ashamed of. There's nothing to be embarrassed about. Um, what are some other women things? Our, our breasts. There's nothing to be ashamed of, nothing to be embarrassed about. Um, do we show modesty? Absolutely, because that's what God calls us to do, to be modest. So obviously you're not walking around without your top on, but you do try to cover up a little. Try to cover up, you know, be modest. And we can go back and forth about if it's up here or down here. But the idea is still like these are not things to be ashamed of. And I think weak men and women who have given into certain lies have really made it hard, made it not not sound fun to be a woman um, for other young girls. And I think that's part of the reason why they, um, are giving into these different things. And I think, you know, I can't speak on the men. I I don't, I have my suspicions on the Leah Thomases of the world, but, um, you know, I I really think that has a lot to do, especially with non-binary, especially with non-binary. Um, so yeah, this is great though, that we are able to take back our sports. I think we continue to fight to make sure that our women's spaces are women's spaces um, and men and women are separate and that's okay. And I think that that's something that we have to go ahead and accept. I think also too, even when it comes to like abortion, there's a lot of people who like the idea of abortion because it makes women and men equal because um, if a woman, if a man doesn't want to be in a child's life, they don't have to be. Well, that's a weak man, first of all. And secondly, that's just not reality at the end of the day our bodies were designed for this and it's not a bad thing i think that's the thing it's been demonized it's been shown that it's a bad thing so people just want to push away from it and it's not i think as other girls as women who don't just talk about culture who change culture this is something that we should be talking about this is something that we should be um being cognizant of because i i'm working on it even with myself um so yeah great news Yay. Next story. So this one, I have a million thoughts on this. Um, and I'm reading this from the ED magazine. Haley Bieber's new skincare brand, Road, is being sued by a fashion company of the same name. Model Haley Bieber has just launched her brand new skincare line called Road, named after her middle name. But it seems like she's already facing some backlash. The tagline of Road is that it is vegan cruelty-free dermatologist-developed products with a give-you-donut-glaze skin. With give-you-donut-glaze skin. Okay. The Road Instagram only recently launched and already has 420,000 followers. Okay. But there's a fashion company of the same name that isn't too happy with the rise of Haley's new brand. Haley Bieber's new skincare brand, Road, is being sued by a fashion company of the same name. Road is a fashion company founded by Perna Chateau and Phoebe Vickers. Their brand creates getaway wardrobes that include dresses with vibrant prints and sophisticated color palettes. They just released a message on their business Instagram page announcing their lawsuit against Haley. Nine years ago, we quit our, quote, nine years ago, we quit our jobs and founded Road out of our apartment, creating a fashion company from nothing. We're two women entrepreneurs who met in college built the road brand and put years of hard work into our minority co-owned company. Today, we were forced to file a lawsuit against Haley Bieber and her new skincare line 
and launched last week that is using the brand Road. We didn't want to file this lawsuit, but we had to in order to protect our business. We admire Haley. She has worked hard and earned the ability to create her own skincare line. We don't want to sue Haley. We want to celebrate her. As fellow women entrepreneurs, we wish her every success. <laughs> Haley could choose any brand for her skincare line. We only have the brand name Road that we've built. That's why we didn't sell her our brand when she asked four years ago and why we asked her to now change her skincare line's brand. Her using our brand is hurting our company, our employees, our customers, and our partners. We're confident in the lawsuit's outcome, and we hope Haley will now understand the harm we're sure she never meant to cause but change her skincare line's brand. Thank you to everyone for valuing our vision and supporting us. Okay, lots of thoughts. So as an entrepreneur myself, <laughs> as an entrepreneur, I think these things are very important. I think these things are um, like your name is so it is really important. Part of I wanted that those other girls Instagram account, for example. Um, yeah, just those other girls. But that's already taken by somebody who hasn't used their Instagram since I think it was like 2012 or something who hasn't posted. So I reached out to them. I think I found the girl not to be creepy soccer, but I found the girl who owns it. I found her Facebook. I forgot how, but I like did my maneuvering thing. I reached out to her on Facebook and didn't get a response. Looked more into it. She doesn't appear to be conservative. So that could be a little bit or Christian. So that could have a little bit of to do with her not wanting to message me back but my point is like um these names are really big they're very important and initially when i heard this i mean brands like fashion nova take designs that people create well okay so I'm, i was gonna say they take designs that people create at least you see it on twitter but i will say when i look at some of those designs i'm like okay adding a strap to the front of a sandal anybody can do that that's a bad example i just I think also what it is, is like these people never heard of them. Apparently they are kind of um, famous. They're in Saks Fifth and a couple other stores and um, people, I mean, in their dresses are expensive. That's what someone, I was listening to a podcast, they mentioned it. Um, and the dresses are kind of expensive. So, you know, these aren't like down on their luck homegirls like they make it sound. Um, but they're definitely not as big and as important as Hailey Bieber. I mean, we all know Hailey Bieber. Um, so it does kind of like, I don't like the idea of like these big people coming in and like, this is yours and taking it. But at the same time, here's a couple of things that I have to say. Number one, they are in two different fields, skincare and, um, clothing. But I read or heard somewhere that she said she did kind of eventually want to go into clothing. She wanted the brand to kind of like how Kylie has her cosmetics, her lips, her, her swimsuits kind of like all that stuff I think she wants to do that road I think she wants to do that with the same thing um and aren't they friends? I don't know remember if she's friends with Kylie or, or Kendall she's friends with one of them um so yeah so I, I like I get that they're in two separate things and something that people pointed out was like Dove and Dove they're not owned by the same company like Dove the soap and then Dove the chocolate not owned by the same company Thrive Cosmetics and Thrive Market, two completely different things. Um, and just a bunch of others. So, like, it is a thing to be into separate, 
But I think like it's just tiny things like, and I don't think that people are going to necessarily get the brands mixed up. I think where it's going to be the problem is definitely going to be the Instagram. So when you type in road, shop road will not come up first. It's going to be road, just plain road. And they wanted to buy that or they wanted to get the handle because the person who had it before, um, the person who had the handle before, they stop using it. So after a while, you can reach out to Instagram. Well, you got to have somebody to have to know someone to do that. Anyway, you got to reach out to Instagram. And uh, they reach out to Instagram and Instagram is going to give it to them. But then something happened because Haley wanted it and Haley um, got it for them. So it's just, I think tiny things like that can be frustrating at first, I was like, yeah, that's right. Take on Haley. Like, when I read the headlines and I was thinking about it. But then when I, like, really sat down and thought about the full situation, I was like, okay. I mean, they're kind of making it a bigger thing than it is. I completely understand. Like, on the surface, I would not want someone to have the, those other girls' name. Like, if I were to find someone else, like, I would not want that. Like, that is not something I would want. But, I mean, if it's but they sell, like, cookies or something, then that'd be random. Um, but I mean, it is what it is. I think though, if it was like Beyonce and you know what, I think it's cause it's just like celebrity status. Cause at the end of the day, like when you think of those are the girls, I do want you to think of me, but if Beyonce like created those are the girls, I'm going to be the last person you think of when you think of it. And I think that's kind of where it comes from. Um, I don't think that, you know, no one's going to go to like road like um Haley Bieber's website looking for dresses and then accidentally order, you know, like cream. Like that's obviously not gonna happen. <laughs> but I do understand like being frustrated. I think the Instagram is gonna be the biggest issue they're gonna have. Um getting the brands mixed up. I will say this has been great publicity for them because like I said I had never heard of them before and now, you know, I checked out their website. They have cute things. I'm not going to buy anything, but they have cute stuff. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, if you like it, their stuff, um, I feel like that's what I'm thinking. If you like it, you're going to buy from them. If you want a dress from Rhodes, you're going to get a dress from Rhodes. If you want skincare from Rhodes, you're going to go to Rhodes.com. I think it's just like Rhodes.com or something like that. Oh, the other aspect is it's her name. Like, it's not like Haley just made up a word. Like, Scooby-Doop, like if they both were named Scooby-Doop, then okay, maybe I would even see a little bit more of like, okay, that's kind of strange, but it's literally Haley's name, and I don't know what road has to do with any of these girls, like I've never, all the things I listened to and read about it didn't have anything to do with like, explaining where they got the name from, but Haley literally was born with that name, so it's kind of like, uh, okay, 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 um, and I mean, that's the other thing with entrepreneurship. Like, it's not, I love entrepreneurship. Um, I can go on and on about it. Um, but, I mean, that's the thing. Like, it's, I don't say it's a dog-eat-dog work. Work. I don't want to say it's a dog-eat-dog world, because that's not necessarily the truth of the matter. But it is something where, like, you have to stand your ground. So if you truly do feel like you were gypped, then, yeah, this is good. But... Also, too, another aspect, I just thought of this. Um, Haley Bieber is not going to launch and do all that without having spoken with a lawyer. So, 
see. Speaking of businesses, do you want to support businesses that support your interests? If you're looking for a pro-life brand, I have one for you. Culture of Life 1972, as you can see, this necklace, my 1972 necklace that I wear all the time. I got that from Culture of Life 1972. And they have really cute accessories. They have such cute clothes. Um, they have fanny packs now. They have hats. They just have a lot of, and it's not just like t-shirt clothes. It's like actual clothing, dresses, things that you would truly wear. They have really cute um, things like that that are available on their website. And if you go to col1972.com, you'll be able to see it. And if you use the code, those are the girls 1972, you'll be able to get 10% off. A hundred percent of your purchase goes to pro-life causes. So everything that they do with the money is in some sort of pro-life thing. If it's helping a pregnancy resource center, if it's helping let them live, things like that. Um, you are going to love their stuff. I love all their stuff. So that website again is www.col1972.com and use the code thoseothergirls1972 to get 10% off. All right. Next story. This story is brought to you by Washington Post. This kind of went viral like at the beginning of the week, but I wanted to comment on it. So that's why it's included. And I read a tweet that like really I thought did a great job like breaking down like how. Well, anyway, I'll read it. So this is by Washington Post. This Texas teen wanted an abortion. She now has twins. Brooke found out that she was pregnant late on the night of August 29th, two days before the Texas heartbeat ban abortions once an ultrasound can detect cardiac activity around six weeks of pregnancy. It was the most restrictive abortion law to take effect in the United States in nearly 50 years. For many Texans who have needed abortions since September, the law has been a major inconvenience, forcing them to drive hundreds of miles and pay hundreds of dollars for a legal procedure that they once could have had at home. But not everyone has been able to leave the state. Some people couldn't take time away from work or afford gas, while others, faced with a long journey, decided to stay pregnant. Nearly 10 months into the Texas law, they have started having babies and never planned to carry to term. Brooke found out she was pregnant late on the night of August 29th, two days before Okay, that's literally the exact same paragraph. From okay, I guess I like copied it twice. Sorry, y'all. Okay, so I'm not gonna read the whole article, but someone did read the whole article. I obviously will leave the link because I always do. I always do for my pals. Um, but this person broke down the article, and he his tweet is this guy is Ian Hallworth. I his Instagram, I'm sorry, his Twitter is at I-G-H-A-W-O-R-T-H. And this says, his tweet is like, this article from the Washington Post presents the most amazing pro-life argument I've ever seen and is entirely unintentional. So, um, there was like a part. Give me two seconds to find it. Um, crisis pregnancy. Okay. So in the article, it says the pregnancy center 
of the Coastal Bin, which advertises itself as the region's number one source of abortion information, is one of the thousands of crisis pregnancy centers across the United States. Anti-abortion organizations that are often religiously affiliated. When Brooke showed up with her mom for her appointment, she had no idea she walked into a facility designed to sway people from getting abortions. She also didn't know how much significance her forum held for the staff. By signaling that she ordered an abortion, she became their first AM of the Texas Heartbeat Act. Brooke heard about the pregnancy center from her mom's friend who knew she needed an ultrasound. This place offered them for free. Brooke felt a sense of calm sitting in the waiting room, lulled by its decorative throw pillows and soft warm colors of ocean scenes. What's hilarious about this is that's supposed to be like a negative. Like, oh, these people offer free ultrasounds. It's such a calming waiting room. You feel really lulled by the decorative throw pillows. Ugh, gross. Also, they're religious. It's like, oh, that's, these are all good things. Um, it also says she just enrolled in real estate classes at Community College, which would be her first time back in the classroom since she dropped out of high school three years earlier at 15. He made a good point. So the Washington Post is acknowledging that Brooke was a high school dropout. Dropout. Brooke was a high school dropout whose child, children, her twins, gave her purpose. Okay. Um. And then this other part, they say Brooke listened to Aaron Holt's warnings of depression, nausea, cramping, breast cancer, and infertility. She tried to stay calm, reminding herself that women get abortions all the time. Also, these are things that are the reality of abortion. And they just, they said it. Um, Here's the other thing. As the ultrasound technician pressed the probe into her stomach, slathered with gel, Brooke willed the screen to show a fetus without a heartbeat. The technician gasped. It was twins, and they were 12 weeks along. Are you sure? Brooke said. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Thomas, her boyfriend, recalled saying she jumped up and down. Oh, I'm sorry. That's her mom. Thomas. Brooke Thomas. This is a miracle from the Lord. We're having these babies. So here's... (laughs) Here's what's crazy. It shows that on the ultrasound, they could tell they were babies. Even at 12 weeks, they could tell they were babies. And at 12 weeks, you can have an abortion still in North Carolina. So also too, within a few weeks, Brooke and Billy had a plan. He would just join the Air Force as soon as he graduated high school. And Brooke would wait for him to finish basic training and follow him wherever he got assigned. So this also showed that pregnancy resulted in a life plan. Like they were like, okay, let's get our lives together. Um, and then Brooke started her real estate classes in early November and she loved everything about going to school. When she showed up the first day in her favorite crop top and jeans, the cinder block building felt like an opportunity. Most days she'd buy a frappuccino from the vending machine and sit down in the chair she claimed as her own, opening her textbook to the page she'd already covered in yellow highlighter. Brooke got an 83 on the final drip, on the final exam, the highest grade in the class. So she went to all these classes, even though she was pregnant, and she was successful. Hmm, women can have children and be successful. Interesting. Somehow mothering came naturally to Brooke. Okay. Like when I was 
I read the first couple ones of these and I was like, okay, this is, <laughs> this is okay. First of all, the article is long. It's, it's going to take you a couple minutes, maybe 10, 15 minutes to get, maybe not 10 or 15, but it's going to take you, it's, it's long. It, it's quite some scrolls. Um, so I didn't read the entire article. Um, but I did read some of these tweets and I was like, okay, wow, this is interesting, but it really feels like they're low key doing an article like pro-life, like pro-keeping your child. <laughs> um, yeah, you guys should definitely like check out this tweet. Obviously I'm going to do the, read the tweet. Um, I'll have the tweet for you and I'll have, um, <laughs> I'll have the tweet and I'll have the article for you to read but it's like wow they are acknowledging all of these things I just think it's interesting and in the wake of everything going on how and we're going to keep hearing things like this for the next year at least at the very least people are going to try to um, talk about how terrible it is but then I think it's like oh you got their life together oh she was successful and it's like hmm. but we want them to keep writing these things because Honestly, it's all in our favor. All of it. Okay, next story. This is sad. America's belief in God hits new low. The number of Americans who believe in God has dropped to the lowest level in the 78 years Gallup has asked the question. 81% of U.S. adults say they believe in God, down six points from 2017. Belief in God dropped the most among young adults, liberals, and Democrats, which these groups showing a drop of 10 or more percentage points compared to an average of the polls from 2013 to 2017. More than 90% of Americans believed in God between 1944 and 2011. That's crazy. Let me tell you, I'm going to give you my opinion on this. First of all, it's really sad. And of all, I think a huge, a huge, huge thing has to do with this is so many of us were raised Christian in Christian households. Nothing against that. I am grateful for that. But a lot of us were not shown, like our, a lot of people's parents did not show them how to have a personal relationship and then their lives were not indicative of someone they did not have fruit of a relationship with christ and i think watching that can really mess you up i think eventually you do have to take responsibility for yourself um i know some people who are in a similar situation whose parents were not bearing fruit and it was actually really sad and really hard to watch um and now they are pretty much agnostic atheist um and it's really sad and it hurts my heart and a lot of it, you know, at this point, you know, we're in our late 20s, almost early 30s. At this point, you do have to start taking responsibility of making your own relationship with God. Um, but it, it, I understand where they're coming from. It's sad. It's hard to see. It is very hard to see. Um, and I think that, I mean, our, the parents of this generation were this way because of how they raised us. Um, and it's sad. It's honestly sad, and it's it's also very upsetting for me. I actually have a couple of friends. So as you guys know, I grew up Christian, went to Christian school my whole life, church, all this other stuff. I actually have a couple of friends 
um, at both the Christian schools I went to and multiple churches who are not Christian anymore. Um, so raising your kids Christian is very important. Uh, raising your kids in a Christian household in the sense of like sending them to church, taking them to Christian school, I think is very important. I'm very grateful for my Christian education and I have nothing against, um, I have nothing against being raised in a Christian household and going to church. I know a lot of people have like resentment for that. I personally don't like, I really didn't like my church that much, but I don't think it was a bad thing. All that to say, it does not guarantee that your child will stay in the faith. What guarantees your child to stay in the faith is a person, them having a personal relationship with God. That is what you need to be focusing on, making sure that they have a personal relationship with God. And if you are messing up, if the world around them is messing up, if, if they go off to college and mess up, the only thing that's going to bring them back, the only thing that's going to help them stay is that they have a personal relationship and they understand Jesus as their Lord, their personal Lord and Savior. So that's my two cents. I think it's terrible and it really, I mean, it hurts my heart that we are at this place. And I think this also just kind of shows the, I mean, it makes sense also too, when you see everything that's going on, um, like, all of the crime and murder and I don't want to say generosity, but like, you know, children at drag shows, all of this stuff, it, it's all coming from a godless society. Um, the morality shifting. I never forget. I was having a conversation with one of my friends about something, um, whether something was morally right or wrong. And I was like, well, and they were like, well, who, told you you can be the person who creates morality and I was like I'm not the person who creates morality they're like I know because morality changes and it's like no morality should not change that should be like the one constant there should be some things that are no matter what are morally wrong um but when you you know change up society this is what happens so yeah um those numbers look kind of bleak I think that what we can do is we can when we have children when we have children in our lives, we can continue to help them develop a relationship with God. I think that's the biggest difference between myself and other people. But I'm not going to sit here and act like I had this wonderful fostering relationship in middle school. No, I think I truly developed my relationship with God in college. And I think part of that was going through things. I think that, you know, when you have a sweet little cushy life, and I'm not saying my life was sweet little cushy, but I'll admit it definitely wasn't as bad you know, as it is now, um, when you have a sweet little cushy life, it's kind of hard to, um, you don't really feel the need for God. And that's when God is talking, when Jesus tells the rich young ruler, um, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of, of the needle instead of a rich person. It's because when you have everything, why would you need God? Like as a human, that's, that's your mindset. I, no matter what, you're gonna need God. But I'm just saying, as a human, that that's how your mind is. If you don't, you know, if you don't get it renewed, if you don't become a new creature, that's why it's so hard. We are just people. That's how we're wired. Um, so yeah, pray for your friends that have, because I know I'm not the only person who has friends in their life like that. Pray for them. I pray for mine. I pray that mine will come back to the faith. I really hope they do. Um, I don't know what to do other than to pray for them because that's the other thing too. A lot of people have all of these hurts, which makes sense. Like 
I'm thinking of two people right now, like they do have hurts and their hurts are very valid. I just wish they had ran to God. But if that's also too, if that's not what they're seeing, they don't see their parents do that. They don't see broke from their parents. Then. All right. <laughs> Last thing. Um, this week's OG politic is brought to you by American Woman Beauty. I'm wearing their lipstick right now. This uh, liquid red matte. If you're looking on the YouTube or Rumble, you'll see me. Um, you can head over to www.americanwomanbeauty.net. Use the code MAL15 to get 15% off of your purchase. Beauty products for the free-thinking woman. Join the beauty revolution. Well, the day that I'm recording this, it is the 50-year anniversary of Title IX, which is great. Um, Once again, I've mentioned it before. Title IX is a great and amazing and important thing because it allows, um, it recognizes the differences between men and women. um, And it makes sure that they're protected in schools specifically. So Title IX, it says the what it means is it prohibits sex-based discrimination in any school or any other education program that receives funding from the federal government. We talked in episode, um, a recent episode. It is 160. Is it 160? Yes. We talked in episode 160 with Lily, and she went over some of the things that um, Title IX allows you to have as a pregnant and parenting woman on campus. Um, I just want to say one of the things is um, students must be allowed to take time off of school for pregnancy, childbirth, miscarriage, and abortion and recovery for as long as the doctor says it's medically necessary. So if you are giving birth to your child, um, you know, you are not going to be penalized for missing your final exam. You're not supposed to be because of Title IX. Another thing it does is protect sports. Um, it gives women athletes the right to equal opportunity in sports, educational institutions that receive federal funds from elementary schools to colleges and universities. The three-part Title IX, as it applies to athlete programs, is it's effective accommodation for students' interests and abilities, their participation, athletic financial assistance, their scholarships, and other programs that benefit athletes. So these are great things. Um, I'm thankful for Title IX. I am not an athlete. And um, I low-key hope I uh, will not have to go back to school. Um, But if I did go back to school and I was pregnant, I'm grateful that I will have these, um, the ability to do these things. So yeah, happy anniversary, Title IX. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you really liked it, please make sure you rate, review, subscribe. Also too, seriously, join our Patreon. We are um, going to be introducing more shows. We're going to be doing other things behind the scenes. We have some cool stuff coming out. Depending on if the when this comes out, you may or may not see a new like campaign thing we're doing. You'll see, you'll see. 
Um, but yeah, make sure that you do that. Also follow Anti-Abortion Social Club on Instagram. Uh, you're not going to want to miss it. Follow those other girls media on Instagram as well. We're super excited for the new shows. Um, I can't wait to show you guys. Anything else? Um, shop merch. We have really cute merch. And please, seriously, if you enjoyed this podcast, leave a review. We're going to go back to more um, guest episodes soon. Once 4th of July is over, we'll be back to our regularly scheduled guest episodes. But seriously, um, leave a review. That would be very beneficial. Thank you. All right. I guess that's it. Everybody have a great rest of your day. Au revoir. Thank you for listening to Those Other Girls with Mallory and Bailey. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Head over to our website, thoseothergirls.com, to read our blogs and receive exclusive content. And connect with us on Instagram at Those Other Girls Podcast and on Twitter at TOG underscore podcast. Those Other Girls, changing culture and bringing back traditional values.